communication is with the listener. And what that means is it's not about what you say, it's about what they hear. It's not about what you show, it's about what they see. And if you're not practicing every single day, becoming a better storyteller, practicing in front of different people, pretending you're speaking to different kinds of people, telling your story in slightly different ways so you can adapt to what works, if you're not practicing every single day, I think you're losing something really big. And hey, look, if you're unemployed, you just went from a really structured kind of lifestyle to a really unstructured kind of lifestyle. Yeah. All of a sudden, you became the CEO, the CMO, the COO, the janitor of the corporation that is Rob or Adriel, uh, which is really difficult from a time management perspective, but it creates a lot of opportunity. You can manage your schedule however you want, and I don't think there's a better use of a 30 or 60-minute time block every single day of the week, well, five days a week, than to be practicing your uh, interview skills. Life is going great until one day you're out of work. No matter how it happened, you need to find a new job, pronto. The problem is no one ever taught you how to navigate the ever-shifting and ever-changing wasteland of applying for a job in the modern market. I'm Rob Conlon, and here on Recruiting Hell, I help people get jobs. I'm on a mission to help educate 10,000 job seekers on the best ways to get hired in the modern job market. No matter your field, this show is designed to help you level up your job hunting game and escape the many circles of recruiting hell. Step into my studio and let's get you the hell out of here. This episode of Recruiting Hell is generously supported by our friends at CoinList, one of the fastest-growing companies in the cryptocurrency space. CoinList is hiring. Visit www.coinlist.co slash jobs to apply. Tell them Rob sent you. Hello, and welcome to Recruiting Hell. I'm your host, Rob Conlon, and today we're going to bring you another impressive resource that you can use to help with your job hunt. I'm joined today by Adriel Lubarski, founder of Riveter and RiveterWorks.com. Now, Riveter is a platform for job seekers that looks to turn unemployment into a positive experience, upgrade your interview skills, and help folks facing a shortage of work cope with one of the most frustrating and potentially freeing times in their life. Adriel, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Rob. So, Adriel, that little intro I did for you doesn't really even begin to scratch the surface of what Riveter can do for folks seeking jobs. And one of the biggest things I noticed right away about the platform is that it's a community. And that's something we're very much looking forward to building here with Recruiting Hell this season as well. Can you tell us a little bit about this community and why it might be of interest to job seekers to become a part of it? Sure. So I think the origin story is really important there. We started Riveter uh, in early 2020, really just before COVID got going. And we started it based on uh, two ideas. The first one is that people who are unemployed do more than apply for jobs, right? There's a million recruiting companies out there, but I've been unemployed. My partner in this business has been unemployed. It's not like we just sat around clicking apply, apply, apply over and over again. We did a lot of stuff. We Some of it was job search related. We learned to interview better. We networked a lot. We learned to write better resumes. We learned to communicate better. Some of it was just life related, right? We spent a lot of time with friends. We 
hung out at wine bars a lot more than we might used to. We exercise a lot more. And so that was the first premise, was that job seekers do a lot more than just apply to jobs. And then the second premise is that companies want to help job seekers in a lot of different ways. Certainly they want to hire them, but there's more that they want to do. They want to teach them. They want to coach them. They want to uh, help them be healthy. They want to help them with mental wellness. Those are the two premises. We got going in early 2020. And our first product had no community. The first thing we did, Rob, was we just went out and said, hey, job seekers need to save money. They need to save money on things like wellness resources, uh, education resources, things like that. Let's go out and negotiate discounts and make a list of these discounts. And we did that. And it was pretty cool. But as we did that and as hundreds of job seekers started coming to Riveter, engaging with our content, as we started to figure out what, what we really were doing, we found that all anybody wanted to do was talk to each other. We found that people who are Riveter members are incredibly smart. They're people who are very recently executives and managers and trainers and vice presidents and, and, and young, talented college grads. And what they didn't need was like yet another thing to tell them what they do. They needed a way to connect with each other. And so we really started to go down that path late last year, start to understand how can we bring people together? How can we help people help each other? How can we just be this place where folks hang out and help each other? And we may grease the wheels, but really it's that community that I think makes job search successful, make job search more powerful. And that's really the origin story of how we got on the need for community. And what folks will find when they get into Riveter is an interview practice tool predominantly where they can see how others have answered uh, different interview questions. They can give them feedback. They can practice their own answers, keep them private if they want, or make them public and get feedback from other job seekers and from other Riveter members. So community is great and supportive, and that's something we all need. But we mentioned a few minutes ago that you're looking to change unemployment into a positive experience for folks. So, Adriel, what the heck does that mean? Sure. So I think I think origin story matters here as well. Uh, before Riveter, I was leading sales for a self-driving car company. And we built self-driving delivery cars. So I closed deals with folks like Walmart and Napa Auto Parts. And we were our self-driving cars were driving around without drivers delivering for them. And I got a call once because my phone number was on the website. I got a call once and the guy left me a message. And he said, hey, uh, this is John. I've been a UPS driver for 30 years. I saw your self-driving delivery car on the road and it was really cool and I loved it. I just want you to know you're going to take a lot of jobs. I've been doing this for a long time and I'm wishing you guys all the best, but just be sensitive to the fact that you're taking a lot of jobs. It's like, all right, that's, that's quite a message you know, to receive. And it really got me thinking about, really got me thinking about automation, about what happens when things that I and many of my you know, technology peers are working on, what happens when it works? What happens when a factory shuts down? What happens when journalism, basic journalism, you know, reporting on a sports game can be done by AI considerably faster and almost as well as it can be done by somebody who makes us out? What happens then? Well, unemployment becomes a much bigger part of our career and unemployment needs to be, it just has to be a better experience. A gap in your resume is not a gap in your life. And I think our goal here is to say, if there are going to be more gaps in traditional resumes moving forward, how can we make those positive experiences? 
Adriel, I actually absolutely love that phrase. The gap in your resume does not mean a gap in your life. So I have to ask you, that guy whose job you, I guess, took or were putting out of business in that case, did, uh, did you ever follow up with him, find out what was going on, and if it was something that he would uh, he would come work for you for or anything like that? Yeah, no, I actually, I called him back later and I tried to hire him. I tried to hire him. I was like, hey, we're actually looking for drivers to train the cars. So I tried to hire him and he was like, nah, man, I've been driving for too long. I don't need no fancy tech nonsense. So we had a fun conversation about it. But in terms of the gap on the resume, you know, I, I think, I think you find people go through this cycle, right? It's a Monday. You get called into the office. You get laid off. Sorry, Rob. It's, it's not going to work out. We're making changes. You go home, you yell a bunch, you call some people, you, you, you're really upset. Tuesday, you're still in a bad mood, you, you go buy yourself some ice cream and, and, you're, uh, uh, and watch a good movie. Wednesday, you're like, you know what, man? I got this, right? I can do this. I've done this before. I'm really good at what I do. I'll be hired by Friday. Well, look, you're not hired by Friday. It's a tough process. You don't realize that statistically, so just purely statistically, you are likely to be unemployed in the best economy ever for over four and a half months in a tough economy. This statistically in a tough economy, it's going to be over eight months. Who knows what it is during COVID. But, right, so you go through these cycles. You, you think you're going to get it, and then you don't, and then you're kind of frustrated again. And then you get a couple of interviews, and they don't really work out because your interview skills aren't sharp yet, and you're, you haven't done that in a while. And then you're frustrated again. And you go through these cycles. And these cycles, I think the more you have of them, the longer unemployment goes on, the less you start to believe in yourself. And that's unfair. I was speaking to a woman today who she was let go um, a bit over a year ago. And she was an impressive woman. She spent over 20 years at one Fortune 500 company. She rose up to a vice president level at this company. She was an impressive woman. But she's been unemployed for over a year. And she said, Adriel, how do I talk about the fact that I've been out of work for a year? What do you think it's going to do to my chances of getting a job? And I said, well, let's talk about what you mean by that. Let's call her Sally. Let's talk about what you mean by that, Sally. You've been unemployed for over a year. What does that mean for your prospect of getting a job? Have you done nothing in the last year? Has the last year been stale? Have you been sitting around knitting and playing video games for the last year? Absolutely not, Sally. In the last year, you've built your network. You've met with hundreds of people. You've taken classes. You've become a better communicator. You've become more resilient. Now, the question is not, can you somehow... Make it out of unemployment the longer it goes on. The question is, how do you take the, the, the positives of unemployment? How do you take all this time? How do you take all this opportunity? How do you take all this network? And how do you make it clear? How do you better communicate that these are things that make you a better candidate? Instead of saying, oh my gosh, I've been unemployed for over a year and I would love to work for your company. No, no, no. You say, I've been studying for the last year. And I've been learning to be a better candidate. And now I am ready for the job that you are here to offer me. Right? There's a difference there. I've spent the last year progressing. I've used my unemployment to my advantage versus like, oh, I've been scrambling and I don't know. And I lost confidence. I'm not sure. And I just want to go back to what I was. No, no, no. Progress. You got to take one step back to take two leaps forward. You've got to make progress. Got it. And I think that's actually, that is something that I don't think we've heard on this show of, of the framing your time out of the job market as a development time, not a, not a huge setback, not something that is this thing to not be celebrated. This, this, Oh, Whoa, this happened to me. I'm, I'm doomed and things like that, but framing it as a, 
a restart, a a rejump. I really like that. And I think that's that's an excellent way to turn things from that negativity that society tends to perceive uh, unemployment as and kind of give it a quick spin around, which is awesome, Adriel. So, well, yeah, and this comes This comes from my own experience as well. I was working on a startup, uh, I guess, about four years ago. The startup went under, didn't work out. I was like, oh, um, I guess we were all like, oh, this <laughs> didn't work out. And I wound up being unemployed for about yeah. six months. This was in 2017. And... For the first four months of it, I looked for jobs a little bit. You know, I went through the cycles. I was like, ah, what do I want to do? But then eventually I said, hey, let me just go learn stuff, right? So I hosted a podcast and I interviewed almost a person a week. I went to tons of events, like 30 hours of events uh, around New York City. Every free event I could get my hands on, I went to. I went to conferences. I learned new skills. I took copywriting skills and I took WordPress skills. And I, I worked for like 15 bucks an hour at some... Um, like WordPress, uh, WordPress company so that I can like learn that skill a little bit better. And I just got better at all these things. And then I remember the, the, I remember this interview that I had at the company that did eventually hire me, the self-driving car company. And he said, Hey, I see your last job was last June. And we're talking in December. So your last job was last June. What's been going on since you've been unemployed. Why? I said, Oh my God, it's been the best time of my life. I, I I've learned so much. And he asked me, what did you learn? I said, well, I learned how to use WordPress. And I see you're using a WordPress site. I learned how to participate in really great communities. This is one I participated in and actually grow to over 100. And I see that's something that you guys are trying to do by going to conferences. I learned this. I learned that. I met this person. Uh, and I learned a lot about your industry and whatever. And I think that framing is one of the big reasons I was hired there. Because this person I was interviewing said, oh, my gosh, this guy spent the last six months preparing for this role. This is amazing. And then that's actually, again, another great way to frame being out of the work game for the time being is it maybe is studying to be something else, which, again, it's very much a reflection of my own story. And listeners, you know this as well, that this podcast started as a portfolio project, this entire thing. And as I'm recording this uh, in the early parts of season three here, uh, we are, you know, poised for our best thing ever. This this podcast has grown far beyond whatever I wanted it to be, and it landed me a job producing podcasts professionally. It's insane, but it's it's really an interesting thing to hear you say that, Adriel. And I think that that's kind of a breath of fresh air for a lot of folks when it comes to, yeah, we're unemployed. Yeah, money's probably tight and things like that. But listening that it is something that can be a a move forward instead of this giant regression is huge. So to kind of switch gears back to where we were a little bit, because that was that was the most delightful like dive ever, and that was, one of those questions was not on this list. I'll tell you that. Uh, let's go back into what Riveter does, Adriel. Give us give us kind of the deep dive into your platform. There's a ton there, and so let's dig into a couple more of those areas. And so I was using your site. I saw four categories I could visit: uh, interview practice, resources, events, and blog. And I think we all know what a blog is. But could you uh, give us a heads up as to like how interview practice works and clue myself and those listening into more of what they find there? Sure. So interview practice is sort of our flagship product. When you log into mm -hmm. Riveter, you ask a bunch of questions about your interview confidence level, when your last interviews were, things like that. And then we give you a page that shows how dozens of different job seekers have answered hundreds of questions. And so the first thing you can do there is learn. Right? There's a great Picasso line, good artists create, great artists steal. And this is the same thing here. By watching 
how other people answer questions like, tell me about yourself, what's your greatest weakness, what's your greatest professional accomplishment, you are able to say, oh my God, I love how Rob told that story. I have no idea who Rob is, but it says here that he's maybe, you know, it, it, there's a couple tags there. It says Rob's has, you know, 15 years experience as a media producer. I work in media, I'm, I'm, I'm a content writer, so I can't, it's not perfect, but it's very close. And I love how Rob told the story. How can I apply that to my own answers? You'll see, question, you'll see questions answered by dozens and dozens of people, and it's a great way to learn. Watch those answers. See the feedback that they received. You know, you'll be able to see the different feedback that Rob got from other members of the community, from coaches. And so maybe Rob's not telling a story very well, right? Maybe he's not ending it as strongly as he could. Maybe you don't pick up on that. Maybe you sort of pick up on that, but you're not sure. You'll see the feedback and other coaches will say, hey, Rob, we got to tell that story better. Maybe you could chop it off 15 seconds early. Maybe you could end it by having this one little hook that excites me for the next question. You can take all that and apply that to your own skills. Then whenever you're ready, you can go in and practice your own answers. So there's hundreds of questions on there. You can browse them by industry, by specific role, by category, whatever. It's quite simple to browse and figure out which questions you want to start with. We recommend 12 to start with, a few behavioral, a few standard ones, a few work history ones. And go in there, practice your answers uh, on video, right? Exactly like you're going to be doing a real interview. It is uncomfortable. It is weird. It, was, it, is, a, it is frustrating. It is scary. But man, is it helpful to see yourself, watch your own tics, figure out if you've got the proper intonations, if you're smiling, if you're telling good stories. Seeing yourself on video is so crucial. And you can keep in private if you want. You know, maybe you're just practicing for yourself, getting a few, few rehearsals in before an interview tomorrow. Or you can make them public, which means other Riveter members, other job seekers and our coaches are going to give you uh, free feedback and help you to improve. That is so cool. And again, you mentioned, you know, the kind of the being in front of a camera. And of course, as we're recording this show, we're taking video and things like that. And of course, I'm looking at you on my monitor, but also my camera is directly, you know, kind of above the monitor. So there's there's always that sort of stage presence that you need to have when you're working with a camera. And of course that translates exceptionally well into when you're working with another person across the way. So I'm loving that. That's right. I think one of the most important things that people get wrong about interviewing is that they practice without feedback or they practice with the wrong kind of feedback. Meaning the biggest ways that people practice for interviews, Rob, they have flashcards or a Google doc with some questions and some answers, and they like write them out or maybe even mutter them to themselves. You know, that's all right, right? You got the questions, you got your answers, you work on your star stories. That's all right. It's not great, but it's all right. They maybe practice in front of a mirror, or maybe they even record themselves using whatever whatever camera they have on their phone or their computer. That's better, right? You get to work on your posture, maybe you rewatch your recordings, super valuable. Um, some people ask a spouse or a buddy, hey, will you mock interview with me? I've got this interview coming up. And that's great, right? That's probably the best version that's out there because you're getting somebody actually asking you questions. You're actually trying to have this formal approach and maybe you'll get feedback. But there's something that all of these are missing and even that last one. They're missing feedback from strangers. Now, the reason feedback from strangers is so important, however scary that is, is so important is because, Rob, who are you going to be interviewing with when you go into an interview? An absolute stranger, a hiring manager that you don't know. Hey, listeners, we're going to take a quick break here for some of the business side of running a podcast. These sponsors not only believe in this show, but they may have a product, service, or even an open position that can help you end your job hunt. 
Give them a listen and drop by their websites in thanks for their help in supporting this show and your work search. Hey folks, it's Rob. A lot of times on this show, we talk about the power of networking to find a job. Well, networking is exactly how we wound up partnering with our newest sponsor, CoinList. So you're asking yourself right now, Rob, what is CoinList? Well, CoinList is a San Francisco and New York City-based technology company that provides investors with access to the most cutting-edge investment opportunities in the blockchain and cryptocurrency space. On CoinList, investors can access the best new crypto tokens before they list on other crypto exchanges, and it pays to be early in crypto. Now, right now, they have two special offers for listeners of Recruiting Hell. The first, as a Recruiting Hell listener, you'll earn $10 of Bitcoin when you create an account and trade at least $100 worth of assets on the CoinList trading platform. That's right, you heard me, free Bitcoin. Just visit www.coinlist.co slash recruiting hell to get started. The second is something that could end your time in recruiting hell altogether. CoinList is hiring. You heard me right, CoinList could be your next great opportunity for work. Excited about cryptocurrency? Got a passion for technology? Find CoinList's open positions today at coinlist.co slash jobs. That's coinlist.co slash jobs. And when you do, be sure to tell them Rob sent you. We're back. A big thank you to our sponsors for their offerings, as well as you for considering them. On with the show. That you don't know, that doesn't know you, that probably was hung over last night and forgot that they have an interview with you this morning that didn't read over your resume (laughs) doesn't really care about your success it's an absolute stranger and so you've got to find a way to get feedback from strangers people who don't know you who don't know your stories who don't know your resume who won't let things slide because if you mess up one of your stories if you don't give the right context if you're not engaging and other strangers tell you hey you're really boring when you talk you know what rob that's mean but you've got to work on that, and only strangers are going to give you that feedback. So at Riveter, no one's going to say, hey, you're really boring when you talk. We have some guidelines. We've got some best practices about how to give constructive feedback. But you've got to be able to get feedback from strangers because that's missing from any traditional interview preparation approach. Right, because basically when you interview with somebody who you know, they may use kid gloves on you because they like that's you. Right? They don't want to be mean. It's your spouse. Like, well, you got to have dinner later and go to sleep in the same bed. Or, or it's your, like, even if it's your old colleague, right? Maybe people go out of the way and it's your old hiring manager who's helping you out. Well, they've got a relationship with you. They kind of know your best yeah. stories. Maybe they'll fill in the gaps on their own, right? If you're my old boss, Rob, and you're doing me a favor and mock interviewing me, and I start telling you, you ask me what my proudest accomplishment is, I'm like, oh, actually, it's this one thing I did for you. If I tell the bad story, well, you sort of know the ending of the story and you just kind of move on, right? It's got to yeah. be with strangers. Got it. And I was going to say, you say interviewing with, with your wife or your spouse, you know, they, they, they'll be nice to you. You don't know my wife, man. <laughs> well, Just kidding. She's a wonderful woman. She supports the show tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next tab at the top there on Riveter is uh, resources. And there's like, I clicked that thing the first time and it was like, whoa. And the second question I wanted wanted to tie into that too, Adriel, is it's there's so much great stuff to be had there. How did you get so many people to be like, yeah, let's do it? Like there's 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 apps, there's all all these things that are like, 
wow, what, what, what made people sign on for that? And why, why should people click on that on their own? Sure. So first, let's explain what resources are. Uh, resources are, yes. is where I mentioned we started the company. We said, hey, let's help unemployed people save money. Right? And what are they saving money sure. on? They're saving money on things around wellness. There's a free month of better help therapy, a free month that's only $240. And there's a free month, and wow. then it drops to 30% off beyond that that's not an offer you'll find on any podcast or coupon code that's something we went out and negotiated um you'll find things around education there's 60 percent off a success coaching customer success course normally it's 100 bucks with this code it's just 40 bucks there's things around financial tools there's a financial advisor who works with you for free there's um oh this one's great this one's being added in a week uh it's a it's a tool that scans all your social media, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, and finds any curse words, any alcohol or drug references, any inappropriate images. It just lets you know that they're there. And so you can go and delete them so that hiring So you can go button that stuff down for employers so employers can't see it. That's right. And, and you know, That's cool. Anybody in their like 20s or 30s. Uh, definitely has some stuff that they don't know about because when Twitter and whatever was coming out, you had no idea what, what was going on and you were just posting whatever. Um, and that one is uh, normally 50 bucks, but with Riveter, I think it's 30 bucks or something like that. So all these savings are on there. Um, and the reason you should check it out is because if you like to save money and you're worried about uh, how to think about your wellness, what classes to take, whatever, those are great places to go. Now, your second question is why people did it. I told you, Rob, we started the company for two reasons. One, job seekers do more than apply for jobs. Two, companies want to help in more than just hiring them. And so the reason companies signed up to give these discounts to people is for that second reason, right? Companies want to help unemployed people. Part of it's, you know, part of it's nice and generous, right? It's, oh, you know, I've been unemployed or I've been helpful or, or I just love to, good for my brand, you know, things like that. Part of it's right. that. And part of it's also because, look, if they can help you when you're having a tough time and you stick with them when you get a job, they got themselves a new loyal customer, right? There's one of the fantastic resources on there is three months free of a fitness app called Pvolve. Awesome fitness app. They give you three months free. If you become, if you start using Pvolve for free while you're unemployed, yeah, I mean, they're hoping you're going to pay for them when, when you do get the job, if they become part of your routine. But it doesn't matter. It's all there for you. Use it for a, a month. Use it for three months. Stick with it. And now it's your new routine that you were able to build up. Right? We talked about positivity during unemployment. Yeah. You're able to build these new routines, these new habits that you're really proud of. Um, use it however you will, but hopefully they can all be helpful. Right, because there's nothing like walking into an interview and having somebody say, so how did you spend your pandemic? You say, I lost 45 pounds, man. <laughs> it matters. It matters, right? Invest in yourself. Whether you say it in your interview that you lost 45 pounds or whether you're just feeling that much more confident. Because you know what? Too. I, I, I had a big goal. When I was unemployed, one of my big things was I wanted to run a marathon. And I did. When else are you going to have the time to, to do all that running, you know? That's true. That's very true. And again, I think there's uh, an aspect of putting your best self forward too in, you know, the best version of you forward in a job interview, which is awesome. So again, not, again, I've seen it and for everybody listening, it's, there's a lot of things there. I mean, I've seen, and, and things I know, like you need a budget and things like that to help make sure that things are, are going smoothly, you know, kind of in all aspects of life, whether it's health and wellness or, or budgeting or whatever it might be, which is awesome. So my last, the last category, again, because we all know the blog is, events, Adriel, what are they about? When do they happen? And why, why should we be looking to show up? Yeah. Uh, so why should you be looking to show up? Because I'm not going to say anything new here, but what's the best way to get a job? 
it's to network. Just, that's right. That's what it is. Nothing new. And the cool. best way to network is to go to events, go to places where you'll meet like-minded people, go to places where you can connect over something, right? So you can connect with everybody. So what's really cool is after any one of our events, um, you'll see a list of everybody's LinkedIn. And so right from there, you'll be able to connect nice. with everyone. Yeah, it's really cool. It's right on the page. Anyone who signs up can see everybody's LinkedIn who's attending. So it's a really easy way to connect. Click the LinkedIn, say, hey, Rob, you and I are on this Riveter event together. We'd love to chat for 15 minutes. And so many of our members find each other, right? Like I said earlier, we're just trying to grease the wheels of the community that already exists for job seekers. That's just another way we're greasing those wheels. So that's why you should attend. Great place to network, great place to learn. And our, our style, if you haven't figured it out yet, we take people out of their comfort zone. Most of our events, actually like all of our events, you've got to participate in some way. So, okay. which is very contrary to other events where there's like some talking heads telling you what to do with your life and then you move on. Our events right. make you participate. So our two flagship events, every single Monday, we've got an accountability group called Monday Motivations. Everyone goes around, has a couple of minutes to share their personal and professional wins from last week and their personal and professional goals for the coming week. And if anyone can help them achieve those. That's every Monday at two o'clock Eastern time. Okay, got it. On Wednesdays, every Wednesday at 4 o'clock Eastern time, we have maybe my favorite event, which is mock interview speed dating. We're going to break you up into groups of four. One person is going to ask you two questions. You're going to answer those questions. And then all three people, all three other people are going to give you feedback, live feedback on how you answer that. It is an amazing practice experience. It is so much fun. And you'll get questions that people are actually getting in interviews, right? Everyone here is interviewing actively. They're going to tell you the questions that they struggled with yesterday in their interview. And so it's an amazing way to practice. Well, that's pretty impressive. And again, the, the fact that it's you know not at odd times, especially if you are still looking for a job and maybe you don't have one right now, you know, dedicate, you know, you have lunch on Monday and right after that, boom, you're, you're in pretty good shape. Or maybe you hit it before lunch if you're on the West Coast or, or you know, somewhere else in the world. But it's these these nice little short events that I think, uh, and and having participated in things very similar to that, I know I know a gentleman who runs something uh, really that again same kind of formula that I know it works. I know what what you do, Adriel, works with these events, which is just outstanding. So that's uh that's all oh, that's the three. So again, no more blog. But I guess the question I have for you next, then, Adriel, is when it comes to either the story of Riveter what Riveter is about, how folks can maybe benefit from Riveter. Is there anything about the platform that I didn't ask you about today? Is there anything about the platform you didn't ask us about today? So a lot of it is where we're going, right? Oh, good one. Tell us. Our main focus is interviews. How can we help you become a better interviewer? And like I talked about, the way you've been practicing flashcards and, and Google Docs and maybe asking a buddy, it doesn't take you far enough. It doesn't give you those skills. It's like if you were a part of a great sales organization, the way people, the way great companies train their sales organizations, they invest tons of money and tons of technology in making their people great sellers because they know that investment is worthwhile. They're giving you tools. They're helping you track uh, uh, if what you say actually converts, they're giving you great trainings and live trainings, and they're using a series of AI tools to figure out if the cadence that you're speaking at or the eye contact that you're making is going to help convert, right? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Interviewing is sales. And so where we're going 
with the tool and where we're going with what everything with how we can help job seekers perform better interviews is some really really cool stuff um i'll share one in particular all right sneak peeks i love them sneak sneak peek so we're going to create a peer-to-peer mock interview marketplace now what does that mean you don't necessarily need to ask your spouse to sit down with you for an hour because they may not have time you don't necessarily need to pay a coach 250 bucks to sit down with you for an hour, even though I love coaches. I think they're great. And I'm, I have a oh, coach yeah. myself. You don't necessarily need to do that. And maybe you even can't do that. Or maybe if you have like a niche uh, career or something like that, a coach is not necessarily the best person. But you know what, Rob? If you yourself are an IT project manager, you know the best person to interview with? Another IT project manager. Yes, I was going to say another IT project manager. And you know where you'll find another IT project manager with some time? Another job-seeking, unemployed project manager. At Riveter. At Riveter, exactly. So this um, peer-to-peer mock interview marketplace is going to be so cool. You'll be able to say uh, who you're trying to interview with, what kind of company, upload your resume so people can prepare. You'll be matched with somebody who's from your industry, who's hired people just like you, and who has the time. And also, we're going to train them a little bit. Who has the time, the ability, the incentive to spend some time interviewing with you. And all that's going to be free. That's incredible. And what a, like, keeping the human element in it, too. You know, there's some services out there that do the, the, the automated, which definitely has its place. But, man, keeping the human element in it and saying, you know what, another one of you is just what the doctor ordered. I think that's that's spectacular, Adriel. I look I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing you launch that. You'll be uh, keep me apprised, correct? Yes, sir. You'll be the first to know. <laughs> Outstanding, my friend. Well, hey, there are three questions left in this interview, and they're, they're the ones I'm asking everyone this season, every guest. They're one-word answers, if that works, but don't be afraid to dive into them a little bit more if you want. So, Adriel, you, you know me, Rob. No- you, you probably figured oh, yeah. I love one-word answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am all for, just tell me a word, just one word. It would be one word right. answers. <laughs> so here we go. Question no, number one. Adriel, what is the number one thing you think is wrong with the way that the modern job search works? The number one thing that is wrong with the way the modern job search works. I think what people are not spending enough time on is the core skill of communication. I think people spend a lot of time on their resumes and a lot of time on even networking and a lot of time on things like that. But if you're not becoming a better communicator, you are not becoming a better job seeker. You're not using this very difficult process to improve in the way you should. So I think um, not, not spending time on communication skills is, is one big one big challenge, one big opportunity for people. Gotcha. So that's something that, that the modern job hunt maybe requires that, the communication. We're, we're investing in paper when we should be maybe be investing in, in personality and audio right. and, and you know, sound and things like that and speaking. So then I guess that maybe this is the same question asked again. What's the one thing you've seen with the modern job hunt everyone doesn't do that they should be doing? Is that maybe the same answer? Uh, all right. So I'll, I'll, it's the same answer, but I'll spin that a little bit. I think people should it. be practicing their interview skills every single day of the week. That's the differentiator, is that those extra reps every single day. Extra reps every single day. I think there's something really important, one great line that I love. Uh, uh, communication is with the listener. 
And what that means is it's not about what you say, it's about what they hear. It's not about what you show, it's about what they see. And if you're not practicing every single day, becoming a better storyteller, practicing in front of different people, pretending you're speaking to different kinds of people, telling your story in slightly different ways so you can adapt to what works, if you're not practicing every single day, I think you're losing something really big. And hey, look, if you're unemployed, you just went from a really structured kind of lifestyle to a really unstructured kind of lifestyle. Yeah. All of a sudden, you became the CEO, the CMO, the COO, the janitor of the corporation that is Rob or Adriel, uh, which is really difficult from a time management perspective, but it creates a lot of opportunity. You can manage your schedule however you want, and I don't think there's a better use of a 30- or 60-minute time block every single day of the week, well, five days a week, than to be practicing your uh, interview skills. Wow. That's that's beyond impressive. And I think I'm not going to ask you to repeat all that, good sir, because that back button exists. Listeners, another another couple of clicks on the back button because that's worth that's worth its weight in gold. I mean, to even even hear that right now as I'm, you know, we're recording this and everything like that to say, you know what, that's got to be one of the things that when we promote this episode, that needs to come right out. And that, that last about minute of, of speaking there, good sir is uh is just absolutely absolutely fire for everybody who is is listening or will listen to this show so that's awesome was that a whole minute of speaking i thought it was just one word (laughs) that's good man it's good it was fabulous so last question what's your number one linkedin tip number one linkedin tip don't try to become an influencer why i think time management right? Like we just talked about time management. I think there's too much I see on LinkedIn of people comment on every post, post eight times a day, try to gather your likes. I don't think you're on LinkedIn to become an influencer. I think you're on LinkedIn to use it as a tool to build an archaeological dig of your professional career and of your professional mindset. And now the difference, what that means is, right? What an archaeological dig of the way Rob thinks professionally is, is that going around and commenting on everything and participating in every discussion, you're not going to be found. I don't think you're going to be found that way. It's not the right use of your time, making sure you post every day. Like, it's just, I understand that every, and this is, I'm super contradictory here. I know every coach in the world is going to tell you to, to post once a day. I know every, every event is going to say, make sure you're commenting on other people's stuff. I just disagree. I don't think anyone's going to find you, Rob. I think what they are going to do is once they find you through a network or a cold outreach or a communication or an event or an application, once they find you, they're going to go to your profile and they're going to see, well, what are some of the last things Rob's posted? Well, does he have any articles in his featured section that I want to read and be interested in? Has he ever posted a video recently that shows me a little bit of how he speaks about how he thinks? I don't think anyone's going to find your recent comments or you're going to write some incredible comment deep in some thread somewhere that a recruiter is going to see and be like, oh my God, I've got to have Rob on my team. I just think there's too much like Instagram modeling happening on, on, uh, on LinkedIn. And so my one bit of advice is don't try to become a LinkedIn influencer. Don't try to comment on everybody's post and like everybody's thing. You are there to create an archaeological dig of your professional history and the way you think professionally, and that means post thoughtful content related to your industry and your expertise. Make it long form when possible. Write articles, do videos, ask good questions, things like that. Once or twice a week, you are good. You are covered. Spend the rest of your time 
cold outreaching, networking, going to events, talking to people, learning, practicing your communication skills, things like that. I think there's too much Instagram modeling happening on, on LinkedIn. That is possibly one of the most controversial statements that's ever aired on this, on this show. Um, I, I can't say I disagree with you at all because you're right. Uh, as, and as somebody who runs, you know, a, a tiny media brand here myself, you know, I have to be a little bit more interactive and, and I have been a proponent of, you know, you should be posting, you should be again, creating that archeological dig. The question is, is that do I, as you know, again, I may be a, like a micro influencer because of the size of my audience and things like that. But do I have to be like the Kim Kardashian of LinkedIn? Can I be the Kim Kardashian of LinkedIn? I don't think I can be because there's already 10 of them. You know, it's it's a very crowded space. And I think that for the the average person worldwide, I think you make a great point, Adriel, that it's a it's not a popularity contest. It's about creating a brand for you that somebody can find and go, wow, that's really great content and not necessarily the Instagram type of, ooh, look at me, look at this crazy thing I did or the TikTok type of thing where, ooh, look at me, look at the crazy thing I did. I'm dancing. So I really, I think that's a, a fantastic uh, answer to that third question. Probably the best one uh, that that I could possibly have even asked you to, to come up with, man. That, that was that was money. Well, I'm really glad. So that's Gl- it. Glad that glad that resonated. I think. Yeah, uh... that was that was just excellent. <laughs> and again, it is somewhat contrary. And I, and I it is. most people are going to disagree. Look, most coaches, most yeah. most uh, most people are going to say you got to do it differently. But look, I also think what's the goal, right? What's the goal? If you are, right. let's look at it and compare LinkedIn and Instagram. If you are a casual Instagram user. You're putting up cool photos there. It's kind of so you can look through some of your favorite moments at the end of the year. It's so you can like find that one thing of you and your pals, whatever. That's what you're using it for, right? If yeah. you are so you don't need to like comment on other people's stuff and use all the right hashtags and, and whatever. You're using it for yourself, you're using it in case somebody finds you and they want to make sure you're a normal person, whatever. New friend at the bar finds you, uh, uh, someone cute checks you out and you have some cool photos, that's what you're there for. Now, if you are selling something visual on Instagram, if you're an e-commerce company, if you are any sort of company, your goal is to build this community around yourself. So you do right. need to use all the right hashtags, post every day, keep content flowing, respond to every, every comment, all that stuff. Same thing on LinkedIn, Rob. On LinkedIn, you are there so that if people can find you, they can really understand you really quickly. Just like if you know some cute person you met at the bar finds you, they're going to check out your Instagram and understand you really quickly. If someone is interested in you in a career, they're going to check out your LinkedIn. They want to understand you really quickly. A couple posts, thoughtful content, things that are relevant to you, really, really valuable. But, but if you are a company on LinkedIn, if you're you or if you're a Riveter or if you're a career coach or if you're a company, yeah, then posting every day, responding to everything, using the right hashtags, building up your audience, super valuable. But you, an individual, a job seeker, you're not a company. You're not there to be an influencer. You are there to create this presence for yourself. And I just think you got to be spending your time very wisely and, and adding the right hashtags is not necessarily the best use of your time. That's awesome, man. And again, what a what a refinement to the strategies that we've been talking about uh, in this show for the past almost nine months now, which is crazy. But yeah, that's that's all I've got for you, good sir. Anything else uh, you want to chat about before we wrap this one up? Uh, hope people can sign up for Riveter. It's just RiveterWorks.com. And most, most, most importantly, I want you to go out tomorrow and do something for yourself. 
do something excellent have a glass of wine call a friend play your favorite video game watch your favorite movie watch harry potter again that's what i'm probably going to do do some do something for yourself <laughs> life is hard enjoy yourself right on my friend well it is the end of the show and, and adriel if, if people wanted to find more of you on social media where would they look so riveter is at riveter works everywhere online twitter instagram facebook linkedin that's r-i-v-e-t-e-r-w-o-r-k-s riveter works anywhere online uh, i am at a lubarski 2 anywhere online linkedin twitter instagram whatever you want perfect well it's been an absolute pleasure having you down here in recruiting hell my friend thanks for sitting in the hot seat today we really appreciate you coming by thanks rob this is a blast as we draw this episode to a close remember you are worth more than your work Your value to society is not dictated by what you do to pay your bills. Job hunting is difficult, no matter your age, gender, location, or background, and it's both acceptable and to your benefit to seek every bit of help in conquering this challenge. For more from Recruiting Hell, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player or our YouTube channel, and don't forget to leave a review of the show if your podcast platform allows it. It's tremendously helpful. Connect with Rob via LinkedIn, Be sure to visit recruiting-hell.com to subscribe to our newsletter. And of course, follow the show all across social media. Just look for the orange and blue flame logo. Recruiting Hell is a production of Westport Studios and is proudly made in Wisconsin. Lastly, be sure to visit and support our sponsors. They make it possible to do this show and make it better every single week. Remember, your job hunt is a marathon, not a sprint. And Recruiting Hell will be here to help you keep pace. Thanks for listening. Hey folks, it's Rob. Are you looking for a new opportunity in an up-and-coming industry that can help you get out of recruiting hell? CoinList, one of the fastest-growing companies in the cryptocurrency space, is hiring. That's right, they not only support this show because they believe in it, but they believe that there's great talent to be found in this audience. Generous comp, great flexibility, incredible benefits, a strong culture, and a powerhouse team sound like a fit for you? Head to www.coinlist.co slash jobs and apply today. That's www.coinlist.co slash jobs. And be sure to let them know that you found them here on Recruiting Health.